Kernahan, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Keith Anderson. Keith, how are you doing tonight, mate? You all right? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Thank you. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm thinking this is a a, a fitting podcast to to discuss a a great great man. Um, so tonight we're going to be pretty much discussing Walter Smith, who um, very very sadly passed away on Tuesday. Um, as well, only the age of seventy three. Um, absolute icon, Rangers Scotland, you know, legend in there as well. Not to mention some of the other clubs that he's he's managed along the way as well. You know, Everton, Man United assistant manager as well. You know, it tells you something about the man that you know. If Alec Ferguson's having a bit of bother, he, he comes to you. Um, doesn't it, Keith? You know, just what a what a great guy. I think it's it's hard to for, for, to talk about Walter is is kind of um, there's there's elements in there like you say there's there's the the manager who was amazing and massively successful um, just his his overall kind of aura and and everything he had in football in general a wee bit wider than 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 the manager as you say assistant manager different roles even his work in the LMA that that made him you know that that kind of we, we can touch on later um, which was which was different class and then just as a general human being, I think he, he, he epitomised Rangers and set the standard and, and all that sort of stuff in it. You know, he just across the board, just, there's not enough not enough good words in the world to, to say about a, a man like that and a football manager like that. Yeah. Yeah, so the news the news spread obviously on Tuesday that he that he sadly he sadly passed away and you were one of the first people that that messaged about it, you say about it and I think it's it's testament to a guy because, like people who don't understand football or even understand Rangers and the Rangers family, you know I briefly met Walter uh, maybe two or three times. Um, I've been to a shows that he's been at, you know, like the show that we went to in the Loudon and stuff like that as well. But I've only met him a brief amount of times. But I was crying pretty much all day on Tuesday, and I think you were the same. And you know, I was like my wife who's who's English and isn't, isn't really into football, didn't really understand why I was, you know, grieving for someone that I didn't know. But he's been a massive part of the Rangers family and our lives. You know, he's, he, was our, he was our manager, you know, growing up. And then we were lucky enough he came back again when we were adults um, as well. It's, 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 it's weird to try and put into words. Um, obviously... All the guys listening to this and all the Rangers family understand why we were grieving and why we're upset. But for outsiders, it makes seem a wee bit, a wee bit weird to people who aren't really into football or into Rangers. Ah, I mean, it's like you say. I think it's it can be football in general. Not everybody gets it. You know, it's we, we've made made jokes about it being a way of life or more important than life and death and all that sort of stuff. But um, you know, you you don't get football, you're never going to get this. But I think what I would say to those people is. You know, it's kind of like, well, you know, what, what do you like? You know, do you have, have you got a favourite celebrity? Have you got a favourite musician, a favourite artist, a, a favourite, you know, everybody's got an interest in, in, you know, there's people you bond with that you don't know. I, I think it's human nature, you know, but we're kind of tribal creatures and there's, there's, there's bonds that we make and you feel like, you know, somebody, even though you've never met them or you've met them briefly, like, like you, I met Walter a couple of times, but just, you know, a quick chat and a handshake and a wee picture or a hello, nice to meet you, that Literally has been about the extent of it, but you feel like you know them, and and uh, like you said, they, they deliver so much joy or, or you know enjoyment or whatever it is to your life that there's there's a special 
special connection and a special feeling. And it might only be one way specifically, but it's no. I think it is two way in a sense, you know, because Walter had a had an affiliation, uh, so strong feelings, everything for the fans in general, and, and that includes us, all right? Maybe not, not personally, but it's still a there's, there's still something there. Do you know what I mean? So I think it it can be hard to understand, but. I think everybody probably has, you know, like, I mean, for us, God forbid, should Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger get in any trouble, we'll be pretty upset and pretty yep. cut up, you know. Yep, so, we will. <laughs> I never met the guy, um, you know, so I'm sure everybody's got similar things like that with, with, with famous people. It's, it's not too dissimilar, but it's special. It's a different type of bond because of what, what football is and what a football club means to means to us as fans. Um, so yeah. with that basis, it's it's even stronger than, than the average, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I hundred percent agree with that there, mate, um, as well. So we're gonna we're gonna tonight we're gonna discuss basically his time being a Rangers manager and also we'll talk about some of the other stuff like you mate, like like we mentioned there. His time at Everton, his time at Man United, his time with the um the League Managers Association as well. So we're gonna discuss have a have a chat through that and just just remember just remember the great man. So um Walter arrived at Rangers as Graham Soonis's number two. Um, a lot of people at the time were saying how how great a choice it was that 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 it took Walter. You know, with Graham being an an experienced manager, you know, he 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 hadn't played in Scotland. You know, he played in England most of his career. Then he went to Italy, um, even though he was in the Scottish national team. So having someone who knew dinging out of Scottish football like Walter did because he was Jim McLean's assistant manager at Dundee for so long. So, very shrewd choice. Obviously, Walter was a massive Rangers man as well, so it made sense for him to come over. And the two of them worked incredibly well together. You know, obviously, Soonest was still playing at the time as well, so Walter was Walter was his man, his man there as well. And I think Soonest, when we've been to, we've been to a few Q&As with, with Graham Soonest as well, he says that the best signing that he, he made was, was Walter Smith. So that tells you everything about, about the man as well, doesn't it? Aye, that, that's it, man. I think, like you say, he's he had success at Dundee United. That was a successful team, you know. It yeah. wasn't, just, wasn't just there getting experience. I mean, he was, but he was getting good experience under a successful team that won the league and did well in Europe and, and all that sort of stuff, right? It was when they were the new firm, basically, and 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 one of the a big force. It's not Dundee United now. They were they were a real force in in Scotland and potentially in in, in Europe. You know, we a couple of good European runs and yep. their famous record against Barcelona and, and all that sort of stuff. All of that was was done during that that era. So um, it was a good time. Um, and he was also involved with Scotland when Alex Ferguson took over for of the '86 World Cup. So yes. you know. Had had a bit of that shows he's. I mean, as a young man, still that shows his connection and his level of respect in the game. And obviously, Alex Ferguson then wasn't he what he would go on to be, but he had had success at Aberdeen and all that. So again, it wasn't he, you know it wasn't a nobody by by any stretch. So um, you know there was he, he had the early early success in his career, and, and as you say, then part of the soonest revolution or whatever you want to call it, um, that, that just made sense. And, and I think it was a. A very good signing by by Soonest to get in somebody who knew Scottish football and got Rangers. I mean, there's there's some some doubts about um, you know Soonest's full level of understanding of what he was getting himself in for. I think and and Walter would have been somebody that came in knowing the game 
and knowing the the expected standards of the club, you know, not just in you know how how the team performs, but in how everybody carries himself and and how the club should be should be maintained and running all that sort of stuff. So I think it was um, it was a, a massive part of of that Sunnis revolution. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then we were obviously very successful during Sunnis. You know, we done um, won the first few titles of nine in a row there as well, and then. Five games to go into the into the season. I think was it two in a row, or three in a row. Um, two, two in a row. Yeah, as soon as dropped the the bombshell that um, he was leaving to go to go to, go back to Liverpool. But he had to be fair, as soon as he was leaving at the end of the season, which yeah, was his yeah, thing, wasn't yeah, it? You know? a, yeah, I was just about to say that he was just about to That's leave at the, um, the end of the season. But Rangers said, well, Murray said, "No, if you're going, you're going now." So um, he left under a bit of a cloud. Um, we had five games to go in the season, I'm sure it was, and then Walter took over for the for the rest of the season and, you know, delivered us the league title. The league title wasn't by any stretch of the imagination done then as well. You know, we still had, you know, still had quite a lot of games to go on kids and also including the Aberdeen game, um, the last game of the season where we were injury hit and everything, you know, um, as well. And there was also at that point as well, there was a lot of big names getting touted about for the job as well, Keith, wasn't there, for the Rangers job? Aye. You know, mm-hmm. there was guys like um, Beckenbauer, and then you mentioned there was George Graham as well there. You know, when we were talking off air there, you know, George Graham was linked with it as well. So it showed a lot of, you know, it showed a lot of determined, but I think it showed the trust that Murray had in Walter um, in order for him to get to get the job full-time. And, you know, I am very thankful that, that, he, that he gave him the job full-time. Aye, I mean, I'm sure we could have a whole different pod or sets of pods talking about David Murray and the pros and cons and all that. But I think that this whole affair actually shows that in the early days, at least, um, he had, you know, he, he was not scared to make a decision and made the right decisions. I think letting Sunnis go probably wasn't the worst decision in the world. I, I would like to think I would have made the same decision, to be honest. Um, and then, like you say, going with Walter, who, you know, was the number two, never had a had a you know a kind of managerial job if you will in the sense that he'd been an assistant but he'd never been a manager before. Um so to go straight in um you know was was uh, was it was it was a bit of a gamble you would say like you say with especially with the, the big successful names being linked to Rangers, one of the biggest teams in, in Britain at that point, you know, so it was uh, it was an attractive job, a big job and for him to go with, with Walter I think was a, a great decision. And I'm sure Walter was doing plenty of that as soon as playing and you know, soon as wasn't he wasn't he shy and getting a suspension and all, you know. So I'm sure there's plenty of times where Walter was actually doing everything. Um so he was he was learning on the job and getting good exposure, but still a gamble and, and one that David Murray deserves credit for. He might not get a lot of credit for a lot of things, but I think he deserves credit for how he handled that whole affair. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just thinking back, sorry mate, I think you're right, I think it was three in a row. Yeah. I think I think Sunnis had won he'd won three out of four, weren't he? Three yeah. three and four seasons and then we were gone for we were gone for um, his what would be his fourth, you know, the three in a row, um, yeah. when Sunnis left, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then obviously as well, Smith had to deal with a lot of a lot of people through the squad as well when introduced the the three foreigner rule was or the eight diddies rule as it's commonly known as in Scotland, um, as well when we had to basically get rid of most of our foreign exports and and even that that was including guys from from down south, so guys like Chris Woods. Gary Stevens, you know, Terry Butcher and all that basically, you know, had to be sold and from there we brought in 
obviously a lot of Scottish players, you know, like certain Mr. Andy Gorham as well and stuff like that. So he, he had to do a bit of upheaval during that time as well and then obviously keep up with the demands of football. But he, he took it all in his stride, didn't he? And he made, you know, that particularly some of those boys, you know, like, let's say, Gorham, he brought in McCall. You know, he brought in a lot of players who were who worked out to be, you know, sensational, sensational players for Rangers. Aye, so no, I think... De- definitely, man. And you mentioned the the Aberdeen game there. Sorry, just on that, you know, to go and get the go and get the three in a row yeah. uh, game that we're talking about. And I think that set the tone for what we would see under Walter, and, and especially the boys who would go and sign. That was a walking wounded, but you know there was a we uh, never give up, we don't stop, right? There, there was that mentality, and also the fact that players were willing to walk through walls to. You know, to play for Walter um, and deliver wins for Walter, and I think that Aberdeen game very early on um, set the tone in his reign. And, and then we would go on, and, like you say, sign all of these great players. And that's you mentioned a few Scottish ones, but you know there was obviously as we'll probably touch on later in the nine in a row. You know there was a few um, non-Scottish superstars that he would go and get, and some of them wouldn't they always work out. But you know yeah. he signed a lot of quality players, and he would get. Tend to get the best out of pretty much everybody, you know, like all the big ones. Or... Yeah, he um, made so... some. He made some, you know, he made some great signings during that time, didn't he? As well, which was, which was incredible. But if you let's let's go back to the. Um, look, looking at some of the stuff, let's look at the probably the season that he's probably remembered for during that nine row time, the ninety two season, you know, ninety two ninety three season where we just got to the um, first season of the Champions League as well. One of the badges on the Champions League is, is for us in there as well, and they had a you know a terrific campaign in there when you look at it. You know, the Battle of Britain versus Leeds as well. Everybody expected Leeds to beat us. We turned them over. You know, they, they get an early goal for a certain Gary McAllister in that game as well. And then we come back and one day we beat them down in Leeds as well. It was a sensation then getting into the Champions League. See, um, the, if, do you ever, like, I honestly, I, I struggle to find, um, like, that. I think that might be my most favourite Rangers European tie, that Leeds. The Leeds games. Um, can, can you think of anything better? Any, any tie that's been better? Um, no, not in terms of, not in terms of, you know. Everything. Everything that was involved in it, um, you know, you could you, you could maybe look at Florentina, but we had to go to penalties in that game. Whereas this game was just we basically random. You know, we we were we were underdogs in this game. All the media were saying it. You know, Leeds had champions of England. You know, really good, really good players behind them. They Cantona up front. They had you know guys like Gary McAllister in the middle of the park. They had Lee Chapman. They had a lot of good English. Gary Speed, um, lot Gordon of good, Strachan. Gordon Strachan was playing for them as well. Um, a lot of good players in that Aye. team um, as well. And basically, you know, people were just a lot of English press like they do with Scottish football. They're always they're always down on it, I think, and all that. You know, you always get this saying it's a fucking farmers league, which I absolutely hate. Um, they always they're always saying a comparison to that. But we showed up that the two games, and you know, we we bossed them particularly. And also, it was a massive comeback as well because they scored very early in that game. Gary McAllister did score an absolute sensational goal. It? It it's was, like it in the first, great... first couple of minutes, the first yeah. minute or something stupid, isn't it? It was a great goal. 
um, right in the top bin that left Gordon with no chance, but we showed a lot of fight and determination to come back for that. And then the first leg was at Ibrox, and then the second leg was at Ellen Road, and we were getting a lot of, okay, it's fine, Leeds will do it there. And then Hately scores that wonder goal. Oh, aye, aye. it's better than McAllister's, well. isn't it? Yeah, aye, oh, wow. You know, just run down the way and just, oh, what a strike. Um, out it, and then McCoy's gets the gets the second. Another um, cracking goal, man. Some header, but it's just yep. the, the, the fast break for the Angels for the second goal is tremendous. And all that's yeah. another world day. It is, it is. So, I, I, th- I think you're right in terms of performance. I can't really, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that would, you know, that would beat that in terms of, you know, Aye. everything that was everything that was involved around it. Like I said, I think the only thing I could really think of that might do it would be like a. You know, like Florentina, you know, Aye. in the run up there, and it was maybe one of the few games this season. You know, beating Galatasaray last season, maybe you know, but I think I think we were maybe it's you know because we were it was only a one legged game and we were playing at home that time as well. But maybe um, Braga for me, the Braga game at home was was yeah. big. But but I think taking it back, like you say, everything like the performance, the way the the, the, the way that the tie went, them scoring first, and then us scoring four unanswered, and then they got a late consolation. The, the fact that it was the English champions, Scottish champions, Champions League level, the press had written us off, um, the fact that their fans clapped us off the park. But for me, to bring it back to Walter, it was the whole uh, dressing room when they arrived. Yep. I'm sure it was at Ellen Road when we were at, when, for the second leg. And he'd, he, him and Archie had just decorated the the um, inside the dressing room where the newspaper cuttings of all the press stuff saying... I two one wasn't enough, you know. The the Scottish team are, you know, we're going to Leeds are going to do it, as you say. It's 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 no matter of uh, who's gone through. It's how many we've gone through by, you know, that sort of stuff. That was the yeah. chat. So that was Walter looking at it and going, okay, no team talk. Just stick that up on the wall. That's the motivation. And how many times since then have, have we used that analogy? Oh, there's a team talk when we're seeing crazy stuff in the press over the last twenty thirty year. But that's where for us anyway. I I, I think from from my us, I mean. Rangers fans of my generation, maybe previous Rangers fans, maybe other clubs, I don't know. But that's what it started was was uh, was the Leeds game. Yeah. Yeah. And then also that gets us into the first ever Champions League as well. Exactly, aye. aye you which know, was which is a massive achievement aye. to get in there. And um, you know, Marseille, obviously we you can say whatever you want about them, but they bastards cheated their way to final. Um it should have been it should have been us in there. So, you know, Walter was from that season as well, obviously winning the league and stuff like that as well, absolutely sensational season in there. And that's probably, in terms of my Rangers teams, that's probably one of my favourites. You know, it probably is my favourite Rangers team. Um, looking back at it, the 92 team uh, <clears throat> as well from from that as well. So it just shows you, you know, that in a short period of time that Smith's got this togetherness, he's got a squad there. And this squad was basically squad all the way through to you know, nine in a row, and then obviously the the comings up at um, ten in a row. And during that time as well, he won a treble. Um, during that time as well, which was a, an amazing feat in there as well. So I think it just shows you the man. And then we'll talk about later on. Now we're going to talk about some of the people he's brought in, Keith as well, into the into the into the um, into Ibrox as well. Um, two in particular, I think we need to, we need to discuss <laughs> um, as well, which is um, Brian Loudrop and. Paul Gascoigne, two, you know, sensational, sensational players. Who you you wouldn't you wouldn't see these these guys turning up at Ibrox these days, would you? Um, 
you know, these guys coming in with massive reputations in the prime of their prime of their career as well. Aye. I mean Loudrop had won the Euros in ninety two and then he won the Champions League, you know, in ninety four and then signed for us. Yep. Like you say, that, that that's not happening anytime soon, you know, unless no. football gets a gets a fundamental shift somewhere along the lines, which it has done to be fair since then, which is why we were able to do it then that we carried it now. But aye, I mean that was that was it, right? Yeah, yeah, and signing them in and then signing signing Gaza as well was just another absolute masterstroke and got there is no there's very little argument that you can say that Walter Smith under 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 Walter Smith, Paul Gascoigne played his best football I think his career, and it was where he was most very enjoyed his career most as well. You know he had troubled times pretty much a lot of places he went to when he went from Newcastle to Spurs. You know obviously breaking his leg, going to Italy, he didn't get away from it, but the press were everywhere with him as well, and then he came to Rangers. But I think. Um, you know, arguably played his latest best football under Walter at Rangers. I think so. And I think, for me, I would say club football, I think Loudrop was the same. Now, you could make cases to say there was spells where, you know, before and after Rangers, he was phenomenal with Denmark. Um, but club football, I'm not sure that he played better at, no. at club level than he did Agreed. at Rangers as well. I think I think Smith got the best out of him at club level. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think Loudrops has said that as well that you know Walter, Walter got the best out of him, and then obviously there was there was talk of Barcelona coming in for Loudrop, and you know Smith said to him, "Would you would you rather be playing Barcelona or playing Falkirk in my Wednesday night at Brockville?" And he said, "I'd rather be playing Falkirk in a Wednesday night at Brockville." So that shows you, you know the, you know what the players thought of him and how much they respected him and right. and just 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 loved him. Um, as well, so yeah, we went through that stage, and that is one of the things that I'm <clears throat> that I am so thankful for that Walter and this Rangers team gave me some of the happiest points of my childhood. You know, I was I was there throughout that. I was there when you know Gaza scored the the hat trick against Aberdeen Aye. when eight, eight in a row. You know, I was there when Loudrop dazzled through when, when we beat when we beat um, when we beat Hearts five one in the cup. Um, as well, where Loudrop scored the two goals, but he served Jury's free, and Jury never gets mentioned for it. Ah, uh, it's a Loudrop final, even though Jury got a trick. Yeah, brilliant. So I was, I was there at those games. I was there, you know, when McCoy's came back and scored the overhead kick against Hibs and scored. Oh, amazing! Huh? So all these memories, and it's all of these are because of, are because of Mister Smith and what he, and what he done for, and what he done for Rangers and what he done for our club. So. In terms of my generation, you know, so so lucky to be born when 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 we were because we were able to see this. Obviously, we were we were young, but we understood, you know, what Rangers was about and Rangers were our team and going to the games and seeing our idols and you know waiting waiting before the game and waiting after the game to get autographs from them. And that was all part of that was all part of the experience and being able to see, you know, the Rangers manager. It was just, uh, it was incredible. Incredible. I was just so, that's what I was thinking about when I was in Tuesday. And I think that's one of the points when I was growing up was just, you know, I had such a great childhood because of this man. And like I said earlier, it's, it's funny because you don't, you don't know him, but he's, he, he is responsible for some of the greatest memories of my childhood. It's it's crazy. And um, when you think about it like that um, as well. So yeah, it was, 
you know, some some of the players that we signed as well, not even not even some of them, some of the some of the guys we that he signed made some massive impacts, you know, that maybe been there for a while, like someone like Gattuso, you know, Smith signed and then obviously Advocate developed him, but he was it was it was Smith that signed, you know, somebody like Gattuso who turned out to be a World Cup winner, you know, he's seen that potential there early doors in there as well. And I think a lot of the players ended up playing some of their best football in front of him. I think like Ian Durant when he came back from his horror injury as well. He played he played some of his best football under Smith when he came back as well, particularly, you know, ninety two season. He was fantastic for Rangers. Um in there as well. And then like guys like Ian Ferguson, he developed Ian Ferguson from being more of Ian Ferguson at the start was more of a an attacking midfielder and they changed him to be more of a defensive unit and stuff like that as well. Um, was there anybody else? I mean, obviously talking about Andy Gorham as well, Keith. You know all the stuff that Gorham was sometimes was trouble, and you know Smith was ready to get rid of him. But you know, I think it shows you the respect that that Gorham had. You know, he knuckled down, and you know he got his chance back again. I, I no, definitely, man. And I think the legacy of of Smith signings went went beyond um, for me because you think about like oh the advocate era and even. Even Eck and his his success, it was built on the rocks that were Craig Moore and the Lennon's Amoruso, really, yeah. if we're being honest. I know Amoruso had a had a bomb scare in him, but the big man was tremendous and, and Big Oz beside him was tremendous. Both of them were signed by Smith. Yeah. Um Alberts signed by Smith. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't realise that. You know, he was he was there for, for the ten and an all season. So um he was, he, he was there for nine, I'm sure he signed. Uh, he was there for the nine year old season. Maybe, I think you're right. Aye. So he was there for you know, so you got like stuff like that. The guy, um I there was there was signings that are obvious. And then there was some like, you know, that, that, that maybe didn't quite work out. Like Basil Bolly was a European Cup winner and, and that didn't work out. But even a lot of the other ones that did, I mean we, we talk about guys like um like some of the, the Scottish players that he had to sign, or well he had to sign Scottish players, but he signed some of the, the Scottish players and, and made them Turned them into phenomenal football players, you know, and or they already were. But like, yeah, even the fullbacks, like you think about like Alex Cleland and David Robertson and guys like this that were in the team. He was he was make, getting the best out of, and then you had the wee sprinklings, you know, your Peter Hustras and your Alexi Michalichenkos and all that, you know, that you would go and and get a turn out of that would that would make the difference in some of these some of these games. Do you know what I mean? Maybe not working yeah. all the time, but you wouldn't say they were total. F- Total uh, fraud. They had some. They had some good talent, you know, and, and and added to the squad and added some to the success at Rangers. Really, you know, I think it. Don't get me wrong. Everybody, every manager has their misses, but he had more hits. Yeah, yeah, definitely did, definitely did, and obviously he got his, you know, the nine in a row, which is another massive triumph in Rangers. And then, um, unfortunately, with this, you know, can he get to the tenth? Obviously, the squad was aging. And everything that happened, you know, he was, and then getting beat, obviously losing the league, and then getting beat the cup final. You know, it was when you think about it that way, you know, you're like, it's an absolute travesty that he was going to leave, you know, Rangers, you know, with you know his last season getting beat in the cup final. But it also shows you the measure of the man, Keith, as well. That during that cup final, he was um, after the game, he shook, he, he stood there and wait, waited for Hearts to. He got up and he applauded every single one of those players and shook every one of their players' his hands. Went into the dressing room after it and congratulated them, and also sent in a, you know, a few boxes of champagne in there, which I obviously would have been saved for, 
there would have been Ranger champagne, but he told he said send him into the boys next door Aye. as well. So it shows you the measure of the man. He's congratulated Jim Jeffries on a on it as well. So I think it shows you the measure of the man. You know everything about him. You know the class that he had. Um, now when pe- people obviously say the Rangers Rangers class and stuff like that, and that's thinking about Mister Struth and things like that. However, modern day Rangers class is Walter Smith. Aye, aye. He, he's the he's the. Str- I mean, yes. and I know that's that's not quite fair because we've still got Struth, but you know, like it was before our time. Um, and and Walter, I, as we said back at the start, why why is it was such a shrewd move by Sunus? Is Walter got it? You know, Walter. Walter understood all of that. That I'm not necessarily saying Sunis didn't, but I don't know that he quite had the same level um, that, that Smith did, and he he maintained that throughout. He is, we mentioned again at the start, about just being a human being. Forget forget the football, just as a human being, and that is a lot of that stuff there. That that's the human element, right? That's not to do with football. You know, applauding them and shaking their hands and wishing them a congratulations. That's just him being a classy, amazing human being that he was, you know, that that's that's nothing else than that. So the as you say, the measure of the man, um, not to do with his job, it was just who he was and, and that's a, a massive part of what made him special and a massive part of what meant that everybody unanimously loved him. You know, yeah. like he was respected. maybe not everybody loved him. I mean, that's a bit generous, but he was respected and everybody liked him, you know, you couldn't dislike him even if you were a Celtic persuasion you respected him and you couldn't dislike him might not love him because of the success he brought us but you couldn't dislike him, you know, there was nothing nothing you could hold against the guy, nobody has ever got a bad word to say I'm sure he gave a few players their character when they, they, they let the levels drop or whatever but it doesn't mean you disliked him, you know, you respected him and he was doing it for the right reasons, to get the best out of them and us, so, you know, like I'm sure people loved that as well or respected it or whatever, but yeah, um, I, it was just a just who he was just transcended he transcended football, you know, for me. Yeah, definitely did. Definitely did, definitely did. So obviously after his his Rangers career at that point was, was over, he went and managed Everton. Um and I think he done people people think that he you know, he didn't he didn't do great Everton, but he kept them in the league. They were struggling. They were really struggling at that point and he managed to get some players in, some strict signings in there, guys like Kevin Campbell and stuff like that. He signed um Matt's, uh, what's his name, the guy that's a Dan Heathered, Matt Serazzi. Um, ah, that's he, right, he, Marco Matt Serazzi. Yeah, he signed him for Everton uh, when he was there, he only lasted a season and he was away again, but another World Cup winner in there um, as well. But he, you know, he kept Everton in that league um, when a lot of people thought they were they were going to go down um, as well. So again, he's, he's very well well thought of um, on Merseyside, particularly with the Blue, the blue fans. Aye, aye, no, definitely, man. I think mm-hmm. that, that's exactly it. You know, success is, is defined differently, and success for Everton wasn't one in the league. It was remaining in the Premiership because if they had dropped it, um, you know what it's like. A lot of the big teams drop it, especially then. It's not the same parachute payments as now, big wage bills and all that. They can they can find themselves in a right sticky place, you know. And they already were. Um, and part of the problem, obviously, famously, Duncan Ferguson was sold for behind his back. The club was in financial troubles. They were selling all their big players. Um, you know, it was a real dire situation and they couldn't have afforded to go down um, and keeping them up was definitely, this was, was classed as success for Everton at, at that period. And if they had have went down, would they be in the position they're in now? You know, like, yeah. that, or they have been lately where they've got, you know, big money owner, big money players, big money managers, all that sort of stuff. Keeping them in the league, setting them up for, for what would go on to be future success. 
Um, and I, I don't know if you know this, but they're one of only two teams that have never been relegated from the top flight in England. Yeah, them and West Ham, isn't it? Arsenal, come oh, on. Sorry, West Arsenal, Ham, sorry. West Ham have been up and down, haven't they? Aye, yeah, that's sorry, how I know, because I'm a gunner. Um, but but th- that, that, I mean, not that anybody's, you know, celebrating that record, but they wouldn't have had it. They could, they could yeah. easily have went in, and I think he was the right man for the job at that time, probably. There's no many people would have went in there and, and probably done as well as he did, as as you know, as 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 that as daft as that might sound, um, it was a real achievement, and not everybody could have done that. Yeah, and then also he, he made a few good. He made he signed a certain David Weir for Everton as Aye. well from Falkirk, and look how well look how well David done down there in Everton um, as well. So you know a few Aye. good signings in there. And, and did you, you know, see what the Everton, former Everton chairman said about him this week? Apparently, when um, they had the meeting to. Basically, sack Smith because that was the thing, right? He got, he got sacked. Um, apart after he done it, the first thing Walter says to the guy after it was like, right, cool, okay, fine, that's it, I'm leaving. Apparently, the first thing he said to him was, okay, cool. Who are we getting to replace me then? That's going to help this team. Aye. I mean, shows you. What'd you doing that? Shows you's not thinking about yourself, is he? He's thinking about the wider picture. Just well. d- different class, mate. There's just yep. that's not most people don't think like that. If you'd just been sacked, you'd probably storm out like, fuck, man, I just got sacked. I hate that guy, man. I'm going to punch him or whatever. Do you know what I mean? There's any sort of range of emotions, and I know you're he's probably like it's, it's different, you know, you get sacked, and then it's like there's there's half a million back then, maybe, or some sort of payoff. You know, it's, it's not the same as me and you, and you're like, oh, shit, how am I going to pay the mortgage? Maybe not the same worries, but you've just been sacked. Nobody's happy about it, you know. But yep. his first thought was. Okay, but how can we help this team? How can we help this squad? How can we keep the club for the fans and all of that? How can we how can we do better then? If I'm not the right man, who is? Who can we get in this squad to do better? Brilliant, crazy. Yeah. Who does that? Yep, exactly. I think the only, only person I've heard the recent recent uh, history who's been sacked and happy about it is probably Steve Bruce, who gave million in his back nib, um, in his back pocket when he when he left Newcastle a few weeks ago. Um, so, I, but again, that shows you the measure of the man, doesn't it? Um, that he'd done that so after that he was you know I think his next opportunity after that was um, Man United were in a bit of trouble and Alec Ferguson needed some needed some assistance because a few of these I'm sure it was um, Carlos Coelho at the time ended up leaving to go Real Madrid didn't he? Real Madrid yep and he didn't have an assistant yeah and he asked he asked Walter to go in till the end of the till the end of the season and show them up and then um, it was Darren Fletcher I've, I've heard the interview before have you heard the Darren Fletcher interview I love that story man it's what a story. great story isn't it? Um, you know with Ronaldo um, and basically he's you know Darren Fletcher pinpoints that the reason that Ronaldo he is who he is now is because of because of Walter and what he'd done in Man United training basically it was you know Ronaldo was doing all his reflex and all that and Walter said for for two weeks it's fair game, you know. You can go and kick kick shit out. No fouls in training. No fouls in training. So I, everybody was having a a fair go. And Ronaldo was turning his head out until he eventually realised, you know, pass the ball, run, play play football, rather than obviously doing all his wee his wee skills, what he was famous for at the start of Man United as well. So that just shows you the measure, man. Something so simple like that, you know, it's just how he thinks, and you know, he's partly responsible for. You know, arguably the greatest footballer of 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 current time. You know, obviously there's a debate between him and Messi, but you know, arguably the greatest footballer of our time. You know, but I mean, I don't I don't really believe in 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 these sort of arguments. But 
there's people who would make a case that Ronaldo's the best ever. Yeah. I think it's hard to compare Ronaldo and Pele, different, you know, like different times, different equipment, different all that. For me, totally matters. Um, Pele probably couldn't play fives now. Do you know what I mean? We a lot of boys because people just know more about sports science and nutrition and all that sort of stuff. Just a different ball game, right? You know, there's, yeah. there, there's stuff like that. Um, so it, it, you can't compare, but people do, right? And some people that do would say Ronaldo, Messi and Ronaldo are the best two ever, and what one's better? Well, Ronaldo's won an international tournament and all that sort of stuff. So um, I, definitely one of the best players of all time, right? I think that's pretty much a safe bet. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo and one of the defining moments in his career and I'm sure there's been many and it's no, it's not obviously just well if it's Smith Ronaldo's nobody, nobody's saying that but one of the defining moments in his career was, was Walter Smith in a moment of genius and helping him helping him develop him the right thing at the right time to develop him and, and that that you kind of take away yep exactly exactly and then he came in he came into Man United and, and done a done a good job with him as well and then you know next, next job up was a uh, the Scotland job, um, and he climbed. Um, always, me and you aren't the biggest, aren't the biggest Scotland fans. But during that, probably time, was back then. But yeah, I, I used, to, I, I kept, I kept a fair eye on Scotland when Smith and McCoyst and Tommy Burns were, um, were, were there as well. And I liked that. That that was one of the things I liked about it was, obviously, the they were the three of them were all very good friends. Guys, and you know, um, when when. Tommy, unfortunately, Tommy Burns unfortunately passed away. Two of these pallbearers were um, Walter and Ali. So it shows Aye. you the relationship that they had, even though they came from separate sides, you know, the divide um, there as well. And it showed you, you know, he had an ex-Rangers manager, you know, an ex-Rangers le- legend, and then you had a, a Celtic player and, le- and manager there as well. So And legend. I mean, Tommy Burns yeah, was so yeah, loved was. at Celtic. Still is, right? You know, yeah. and, and it was such a love character there so yeah. I like to say legends from both sides and, yeah. and working under working under Smith I think that's that was a clever move you know going back to as soon as getting Smith that was a clever move by, by Smith to you know keep the fans and the players not that from a Celtic side on rather than alienate yeah. anybody I think I think that was genius yeah yeah so during his time as Scotland manager they rose something like 73 places or 70 places in the rankings right. um, just unfortunately they missed out in any major um, qualifications, but he, he's basically, you know, he he, he done he, he was the start of the platform that let Scotland be where they are. I think let Scotland be where they are now, where they where they qualified for the Euros. There, you know, they're going to. It looks like if they obviously they've got a few games to go and stuff like that, but they could qualify for the World Cup soon, you know, and things like that. So I think he was the start of that board because, you know, he gave he gave a belief in the in the country again. He started playing, and then a few of the guys after him. McLeish, you know, and now Clark and all that have took that and propelled it onto, you know, onto something. So I think a lot of it's down to it's down to Walter and what he done there. Um, Aye. As and well. I mean, even like people go, uh, you know, he, he didn't qualify for a major tournament. For two he had one tournament he could have qualified for, two thousand and eight Euros. The group for Scotland to qualify had Italy and France, the two two thousand and six World Cup finalists yep. do you know what I mean and Ukraine who I think got to the last 16 or, or, or maybe the last I think they got to the quarterfinals maybe of the 2006 World Cup can't remember how far they got but they got they did a decent wee done and all so you're yep. talking about you go right for the qualifiers you've arguably got the two best teams in the world because they just made the World Cup final like you know last month or however long when, when did the qualifiers start probably right. start in 2006 they just won the World Cup but they just contested the World Cup final months before we started playing the group 
So it was an absolute group of death. I mean, yep. no Scotland manager in, in recent history was going to get to that group. You take the current set of players and you put them into that group, probably finish bottom. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Walter was, he had a cracking stint, had a cracking go at it. You know, I think beat beat France, through Italy, you know, it was, it was, uh, there was a couple of good results in there. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, it definitely um, was. I, I think he, he had as good a crack at it as anybody could. The fact that he never qualified for a major tournament. See, that mentioned a few times this week and I've been like, He's a bit of context, man. You yeah, know, like that, 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 that's annoyed that's, me this week. You know, aye, that, when I said that, aye, when I said 100%. that as well. And then, obviously, the only job he would he would return home for was he'd return. You know, would would ever turn his back on Scotland for was the was the Rangers job again. And mm-hmm. I think he said that. I'm unsure if he tried to get Tommy Burns to go with him, but I'm pretty sure he would have got told <laughs> no. Um, however, you know, Smith he did came find back somebody in. for that side, but <laughs> yeah, he did. He did in Kenny McDill, but I think. Like, like I said to you, Keith, before we started talking, at that point, we were in a bit of a shambles. You know, we had the Le Guin, you know, stuff that all happened and it was just Aye. a nightmare. Um, you know, the cliche spell ended ended bad as well. You know, and then Le Guin came in and now, you know, it was... When Walter came in, it felt like, you know, oh, it's nice and steady. <laughs> the, good, the good times are going to come back now. Now we've got this man in charge again. And then obviously his backroom staff had changed, obviously no Archie Knox there or anything like that, but he did have um, McCoist, who was, you know, well-respected coach and stuff at that point as well. He took... I'm not going to discuss him now. <laughs> I was going to talk about... Um, he brought Kenny McDill, who was um, a very successful um, reserve team manager at Celtic. They were they were winning the reserve league pretty much all the time there, and Kenny was there, even though he was a, he is a massive and was a massive Rangers fan, and then he also brought in Ian Durant in there as well. You know, some of the boys that he knows and trusts in there. And he made some, again, when he first came back in, obviously he had to, he had to play with what he what he had, but some of the things he'd done at the start of it straight away was, you know, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be, he'd, he'd, he did get rid of some of the Lugwain players. You know, like Latizzi was out, McGregor was in the goals, McGregor, I think they've been calling for McGregor to have a have a go at that point as well. He was ready. He was ready to play in there as well. Um, Jeremy Clement left, who I thought was actually a decent player, but we brought in somebody, somebody better in, in Kevin Thompson um, as well, who proved to be a great signing. And then from there, you know, we've done some unbelievable things during Smith's second, second run in there um, as well. You know, winning, was it, you said it was free, he won three league titles. Three in a um, row. That yep. remember it's all free in a row being a door or whatever Aye, sort of yeah. thing, man. So we won we won the three league titles, won the Scottish Cup, we won the League Cup, we won the Scottish Cup. And obviously, of course, we got to the, the European yeah, the it was the Europa but was it was it was still the UEFA Cup final then? UEFA uh, Cup final we Manchester. Got, we got the Cup final Manchester Aye. Which is probably I would say the proudest moment I've ever had of being a Rangers fan was being there that night. Um and again, down to Walter. Um, as well, but let's let's let, let's leave that towards towards the end a wee bit. Um, you know, I, we I were think, we we were struggling financially as well, and he brought in he done some amazing bit of business in there. I think for me the the, the best thing he did at the start was like just came in like we're shipping too many goals. David Weir and Ugo Egiog. Yep. What a pair of signings! They obviously big big Ugo just lasted the the kind of half season or whatever. But and and obviously David Weir famously came in for for a few months and ended up. Do you know what I mean? Lasting forever, but <laughs> that that was that was it right away. Just like bang, what we need is 
um, you know, a couple of centre halves that are going to put their body in the line and and, and defend. Because first and foremost, we we need defenders. Um, and then did the, the business right away. And that tells you that he gets it. And then, like you say, he starts to get a wee bit more out of the players that are there. He he, he patches things up with Ferguson, gave him a warning after yep. Barry's nonsense with like when um, McGregor's in the team and all that stuff. And immediately, you know, you make a he makes a change. He came in in the January and the league was gone, you know, we were too far behind Celtic when he came in, but he beat them, he beat them at Parkhead, Ugo's famous overhead kick, kick. Um, you know, like just showing, actually, you know what guys, we're, we're back in town and then obviously the next year is Manchester and I don't care what anybody says, we were the best team in Scotland that, that year by a bit, yes. I know we didn't win the league, did the league uh, in, in um, the League Cup and the Scottish Cup double, a final in, in Manchester and lost it very late on in the campaign in the league, with no help, um, yep. you know, I don't think he needs said, but we got absolutely nothing, no change out of the Scottish, uh, the SFA and that sort of stuff to help us with the, the scheduling was an absolute nightmare. Um, I think Zenit got like two weeks off, but for the Russian Federation or something, and yeah, we got we got absolutely nothing. Um, so that was a that was that was a pain, but um, what a, what a season that was definitely. Um, some great signings helped get there, and then he went on to obviously what we mentioned going get the three in a row with. New players signed for like the last two years or whatever it was, yep. you know. Yep, and then if you mentioned during that time as well, some of the, the cup successes, you know, um, beating St Mirren, being we down to nine men in the you know the league cup final, Yelovich cup final as well, which was holding a lot of significance. That was, that was another special day for me because it was my birthday, um, as well that day, and I was sitting direct right next to the Celtic fans, so that made it even sweeter, <laughs> um, as well because I was there. I think it was the season before that, and they get beaten the League Cup final by them, and I was sitting pretty much in the exact same seat, so I had to walk by them and, you know, listen to them all and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, that was bittersweet, um, in there as well, and it was just, you know, some of the some of the players they they developed during that time as well. You know, again, we're talking about it, um, you know, even somebody like Sasa Papac, you know, I turned them into a fantastic left back for us, um. As well, Mister Reliable, you know, in there as well. It was it was sensational, and he brung, he brung a lot of, you know, he brung again, again. One thing I'm really thankful for is the success that he brung to Rangers again as me as an adult. You know, I experienced it as a as a you know as a kid watching Rangers, and I was, I was never used to seeing Rangers getting beat. Obviously, until losing a league, until you know the. That you know that would have been the ten in a row season, um, and then after that he brought he brought even more success in, and you know even a tighter budget, you know during that time as well because the bank were, um, every penny was had to be accounted for, during that during that time as well, and he he was, he was sensational, wasn't he? He was the right man, at the right moment for for that period of Rangers, um, as well, and then you know we we him leaving. You know, and good. You know, we 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 were in good hands. I thought we we McCoy's. You know, it was a natural succession for him. But yeah, Mister Smith, what a what a fantastic, fantastic achievement he done at Rangers. So, in total, he was at Rangers for twelve years as a manager and twenty one trophies. That's just frightening. Aye, aye, and I think the. Like you said, I think it was good. It ended the first time, losing the league, closing the cup final, all that jazz. Coming back, winning the league, winning the cup, and that that was 
that was that, that was special. That was good. I think that's what he deserved. He deserved mm-hmm. to get in a high um, for me. Um, so it was good to see that. And I think the second time he was probably just as successful. Obviously, he was he was there for a less duration, but he, he was just as successful as he was the first time. And he had, like we've mentioned, you know, not nowhere near as much resources available. They maybe maybe spent more money um, you know, in those seasons that some in, in one or two of those years that he had in his previous seasons, but prices were different, do you know what I mean? So yeah. relatively speaking, it was uh, in football money. There was nowhere near the same amount of resources available and all that sort of stuff. And he just got more of a tune out of what he had. And then obviously his his record in Europe the first time round, apart from the, the ninety two and eighty three campaign, wasn't he great? Um and the run to Manchester showed that he, I think he he came back. I, I probably, I, I, well, I don't want to say probably because you know I don't want to be harsh, but I think he came back a better manager. Yeah, yeah, I think he I think he did come back a better manager as well. And you know, something that that I don't think we'll we'll see in our lifetimes, Keith, is that man was responsible for taking Rangers to a European Cup final. Um, as well, we will. I, I don't think we'll ever see that again in a. In a lifetime, and like I said, I think it's probably, you know, one of the proudest days of my life being a Rangers supporter. I think that, and probably last season, are very, are like, two of the highest highest achievements. Nine in a row, obviously. Obviously, I was a wee bit younger, but Manchester and, um, you know, last season are probably the two, the two highlights of my of my life being a Rangers fan. And you know, Walter Smith is responsible for. The top one in there, um, right up there for sure. I definitely, yeah, mate. yeah, definitely. And then obviously, you wanted to mention the stuff that he does with the um, the LMA as well, which has gotten wide wide respect for from you know guys like Peck and all that who were who were saying things about him um, on Tuesday when he when he sadly passed. Ah, well, well, I mean, there's the stuff that you see, right? And it's like Scotland manager. Everybody knows who Scotland manager is. Well, in Scotland anyway, um, and. You know, you see it, it's very visible. But then there's a lot of stuff he did through um, a couple of different avenues that would be good to talk about. Um, very briefly, obviously, conscious of time. But LMA stuff, I, the League Managers Association, he did, he did a lot there, helping, helping you know, organise it. Quite a senior role, from what I understand, doing, doing stuff there, helping out the managers. And, and like you say, to get praise for the work that he was doing from, from Pep, who also mentioned about how he was just a fantastic human being. I think that, that says more than what I'm going to say. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if, if Pep's giving you the credit, then... Um, and Pep's quite a hard man to please and all. Do you know what I mean? For all, for all you know, you're a City fan. Pep can be a bit prickly, you know. He's, he's definitely... Um, especially when it comes to, like, media and, and you know, some of the, the surrounding stuff of football. Pep's not, not quick to, to be enjoying stuff. So, um, I think he deserves a lot of credit there. And, and a lot of stuff that, I mean, um, Alex Ferguson does as well and, and others, but he's... he's um, you know, a lot for the local game, the grassroots. Um, you know, doing doing lots of fundraisers and and stuff like that for for small local teams. Um, me doing the coaching and, and you obviously just be, being a local boy. We'd spoke about how there was some some local clubs were tweeting it. You know, thanks. You know, messages and stuff like that, condolences because of what he done for them as well. You know, that you don't, you don't get to see a lot unless you you know you're in the in the circles or whatever. Um, but he did a lot of other stuff for for the game, um, you know, surrounding it. When even after his career, even after after he retired, he was still doing stuff, giving back to the game and supporting the next generations, be those managers or players or whatever. He was still doing stuff in in, in the background because 
because I loved it and it was who he was as a human being, you know, he kept yeah. kept giving, he kept giving. So I think he deserves deserves credit for that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It just shows you just what a fantastic person um he was as well and just how widely respected he he was in, you know, the footballing world. Um mm-hmm. I was looking through like you were mentioning their social media and some of the obviously when Rangers announced he, he passed in Tuesday so many clubs and different clubs were, you know, saying we're thinking of the Rangers family and Mr Smith's wife and, you know, his his family and stuff like that at that point as well. But there were so many clubs that, you know, he was highly thought of and people as well. Um big big names in the in the in the footballing world who who tweeted about him as well, which was so it was it must have brought, you know, a lot of comfort to his family during that time that so many people thought very highly. Um, so very highly of them, um, as well. But Keith, just before we, bef- like maybe we finish up and wrap up and stuff like that, if you had to pick one defining moment, you know that made you, that made you really happy during Walter's tenure, what would it be? Oh, first or second one? Or did I get one each? Um, yeah, you can go for you go for one each. I don't know if I did this. Time is of the essence, but I would say um, probably the the first time round for me, given age um, and and that sort of stuff, I would say maybe some of the earlier stuff I don't remember. I would have to probably say that the leads the leads tie the the double header put name out closely followed by you know the famous as the song goes uh, loud ups header at Tannadice for nine in yeah. a row. I yeah. think or the, the 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 two, but I'd have to say leads. Um, and then the second time round. I mean, how, again, how how do you beat Manchester? But if if I was to pick the defining moment, something that was just so Smith was those nine men winning the cup final, nine men yeah. and a pigeon. Um, sorry, I should probably give credit where it's due. Um, you know, I think that that was just that was just Walter. You know, that was just what Walter's teams did. They just won. They just found a way. They didn't know when they were beaten. Didn't matter the odds. They just found a way to win. Um, so that cup final, man, just tremendous. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. A few special moments here. Mine There's are, too many, aren't there? There's too many. Yeah, there any, is. Any you would want to add? Mine would probably maybe, you know, the Loud Rock Cup final people always associate with with them. Aye, aye. Um, as well, which was such an amazing, amazing day um, in there as well. So I would maybe maybe put that one in there, the fact that he managed that. Um, you know, thinking about, you know, the, the Aberdeen game that, that we mentioned at the start, that's pretty high up for me as well because, like you said, we were the walking wounded. Um, again, very similar to, you know, maybe submit, you know, the nine, you know, nine men in a pigeon game, but we weren't the walking wounded. We got two boys sent off, so it was, it was quite, it was quite different. But yeah, you're doing a whole yeah, lead away, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. You know, from from that time, I'd probably say one of those mm-hmm. two, and then um, this time, you know, you can't, you can't look back those two, but the Yelovich Cup final for me as well. Aye. Um, Again, oh, sorry, one of the other ones was um, Novo's goal versus Falkirk um, in the semi-final. No, it final. Was, that was final. final. Sorry, that was the final. Yeah, very. Uh, again, masterpiece bringing them on, and then you know as soon as he brings uh, them on, he scores. So touch. yeah, again, something like that is just vitally important um, as well. And then also, Even... I think one of the the uh, the Queen of the South Cup final after losing, you know, we get. We get beat in Manchester, then we got we get, we played Aberdeen in the league, and then we get beat 
which which Celtic won the league that day. But coming back and you know winning that game as well was was a very significant game to win winning winning the Scottish Cup there as well. So that was an important game for us to win. Even the eight in a row Aberdeen game you mentioned earlier, yes. three 0 yeah. uh, absolutely Ibrox. fantastic. Aye. Yeah, that was a that was a, that was another one as well. So yeah, what a what a, what an amazing amazing person. Just before we finish, um, very quickly, obviously last night was the game. Um, minute silence. I'm going to quickly run through my experience. Minute silence. Uh, well, sorry, the 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 boy doing the wee. Um, Obituary type thing on the tannoy had me choked up. Uh, yep. Minute minute silence, definitely a wee tear. And then when the, the crowd was singing the Walter Smith boy with army, army. I, I couldn't get the words out, man. I, I I tried and I was just choking up, so I just clapped. I just clapped yeah. along. You know, I do do do. I just I, I made the tune. I couldn't. I couldn't sing the words. I was just. I was. I was gone. What about you? Yeah, yeah. It was the same. It was a very emotional night for us, and it was. Ibrooks was different last night. Uh, it was very emotional. Yeah, yeah. Before the game, I won't obviously talk about the game, but um, I think um, before the game, it was quite different getting up there and and being there and stuff like that as well. Um, yeah, I was choking up as well and stuff like that um, during the game. You know, obviously, I had all Tuesday sitting at my desk in my in my house crying away. You know, trying to work. Um, it just wasn't happening. And then last night, yeah, a few tears in my eyes during the. During the silence, and I think, like you said, the boy, the boy at the start was sensational. I mean, um, the well. man, I was. Yeah, he he got me for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is one of the things, Keith. I think we should probably end on is, you know, that Rangers fans and probably wider football is, we will not forget what was Mister Smith and everything that he done for us. You know, his legacy will live forever in part of Rangers, and we'll. We'll talk about it to our family and our kids, you know, and our kids, these kids about about just what a great man he was and just how much a privilege it was to watch him being our manager, you know, during during our career. He is he is our manager. Um, Aye, I think if well. you think about previous generations, for me, my my partner probably talked about Jock Wallace is is the kind of thing that I think about. Like you say, we we'll hopefully be. The old guys talking about the legend that is, you know, and and how he was, like you say, for us, it's, he's the gaffer. He he'll always be in our minds. He's he's always the Rangers manager. Other people are just keeping it warm, or you know, or, or filling yeah. in for him. He 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 is the gaffer. That that's yeah. that's who he who he is. Not even yeah. who he was. It's who he is. He still is, and he still will exactly. be, like you say, for for the rest of our lives and and a whole generation, um, maybe two generations because he's second spell. That that's what he'll be. Uh, he'll never never be forgotten, and rightly so. And hopefully the club will maybe name a stand or they'll do something. Um, yeah. uh, you know that they just just cements it. But either way, doesn't matter. Walter Smith yep. will will be. He's in our DNA forever now. Yep, yep. Um, very sadly missed, but he'll never ever be forgotten. No, so never. yeah. So and I think that's a good place to to wrap it up, mate. Um, so um, we'll be back. We'll be back soon with another. Another pod discussing all things Rangers. Um, until then, Keith, thanks very much, mate. It's been a pleasure talk to you, talking to you tonight about this great man. No, no, cheers, mate. Like you say, I think, uh, I appreciate having having me on to talk about him. I've been amazing, and I let's everybody uh, just take care and I remember Walter gone, but never forgotten as you say, mate. Yeah, truly never forgotten. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs>